It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one fan message board on the web. And I tell you, Eric, Giant fans have to be ecstatic over the effort that they saw the New York Giants give on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. I tell you, it was one of the best defensive efforts I've seen in a long time. And we kind of felt pretty confident going into this game, but we had no idea it was going to be this lopsided. Yeah, it was really impressive, and the defense really kept the Giants in the game early when the offense was struggling in the first quarter, and they really sort of had um, struggled for much of the first half because they had the one long drive for a touchdown. Um, but other than that, the other drive, there were there were a few three and outs there, and they had another chance towards the end of the um, end of the uh, first half there. Um, but it was really one drive. The defense kept them in the game, and then in the second half, they they pulled away. And and by the by the fourth quarter, it, 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 you know they were way up ahead, and and it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, and what I like to see from the Giants in this game was I was wondering how they were going to come out, and I hated to say that I was going to question, you know, uh, you know, what they were going to look like, whether they're going to be into the game or not, because it is a playoff game. And I tell you, what I saw in their eyes, especially from the running game and from the offense. And I just like the enthusiasm that I saw. It reminded me a couple of years ago, not 2007, but actually a 2008 season where they were the, definitely the best team in the league up until Burris shot himself. And I just like the whole overall look of the team. And, I, and, and their confidence really carried over into the game because, if you remember correctly, Eric, they were confident the whole week going into this game. And I remember a lot of people were upset about Justin Tuck saying stuff against the, against the offensive line of the Atlanta Falcons. But I tell you, when you can get in there and you can back up your words, you know, it really shows that you, you, you really you know, you think you're on a good path to the Super Bowl, and, and hopefully it goes in that direction. And I also noticed Eli Manning doesn't show us a lot of, a, a lot of emotion on the sidelines, but it looked like after that safety, Eli clearly looked upset on the sidelines, and it looked like it just changed the whole offensive game around. Yeah, there, there's a confidence about this team right now, and I think the fans feel it. You can hear it in their vo- voices, the, the players' voices. You can see it in, in the players' actions on the field. And it's really strange because you, ha- you got the same sort of feeling back in, in 2007, and I know some people don't want to make those comparisons, but th- those are inevitable. And, 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 but there are, and there are similarities between these two teams and that you know both teams sort of, you know, they both barely got to the playoffs. Um, if people recall back in 2007, they, the Giants really had to beat the Bills to get into the get the wild card. And then, of course, the Giants had to beat Dallas this year in the last game to get in. And you didn't really know what you, to expect in the playoffs. And, and this confidence seems to have come out of nowhere again, like it did in 2007, that this team, despite what happened, the up-and-down nature of the regular season, they they're not scared. You can tell that that they're you know they're looking forward to this. Atlanta didn't scare them, and you get the sense this week that Green Bay doesn't scare them. And it's a great thing to have confidence. You don't want to have overconfidence. I don't think they're overconfident, but they're confident and they think they can go into Green Bay and win. And they certainly had that against Atlanta, and that's a huge factor. That's half the battle sometimes in the NFL is believing that you can win. Yeah, and and I want to break down this game just a little bit. Because I, I love what I saw on the defensive side of the ball because they basically pitched a perfect game. 
and you really just had to be really ecstatic about watching the play of the defensive line and the defensive backs. Corey Webster really made some nice plays on Roddy White, and and uh, in the second half, you know, Matt Ryan could not get anybody the ball. They did a brilliant job on Tony Gonzalez, and they're doing a brilliant job on tight ends these past couple of weeks. And 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 I just you know, Weatherford is still punting the ball great, and that's been an area we really didn't have to worry about all year with the Giants was the punting game, and on the offensive side of the ball. You know, it, it looked like after that safety, you saw clearly Eli was upset on the sideline, and and you get the Knicks touchdown, and maybe it was because the Atlanta Falcons were so worried about Victor Cruz it opened up Hakeem Knicks, who was a very very talented player, you know, in his own right, and and there you go. I mean, Hakeem Knicks shows you on one play, he shows the world on one play that he is a dangerous player that, that like Victor Cruz that needs to be accounted for on every single play and. You just got the confidence starting. It looks like it started with the passing game, and then the running game fed into it. And, you know, even though it was Brandon Jacobs' run that really got this offense going in the first half, the running game in the second half was magnificent. Yeah, and uh, touch on the first part of what you were saying first, the uh, the defensive side of the ball. The, the key in this game really was they completely shut down the run, and um, they held, held Atlanta to, I think, around 41 yards, um, uh, Turner never got going, and the the short yardage plays in this game were, were, were decisive. The they had the two quarterback sneaks, and if you remember, they stopped the quarterback sneak against Dallas the week before. So in so in two games, they've stopped three quarterback sneaks, which I don't know if I've ever seen a defense do that before that many times in a row, and and the last quarterback sneak, I don't even think the quarterback got back to the line of scrimmage. It was so good. But that those two plays in the game, plus the third and one that they stuffed where Chase Blackburn got, got, the, uh, got Turner in the hole, that really changed the nature of this game. Atlanta had, had um, the, the longest run in the, in, the, in the game was by their wide receiver. It was 13 yards. And they, so they made Atlanta completely one-dimensional, and the defensive line, the linebackers, everybody, the, the, the run defense was tremendous, and everyone knew the Giants were going to have to stop the run in, in this game, and they did. On the other side, I agree with you completely with, with Knicks. I, I think the, the real nice thing to come out of this game is um, Victor Cruz has been getting so much attention um, in terms not only what the defense has been, have been doing, but – you know, in terms of the publicity and and the fan attention and all of that, and I was just glad to see him have his moment in 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 the sun here, where he was he was the star in this game, and that bodes well going forward to both him and Mario Manningham, because the Giants are going to need to spread the ball around if they're going to have any chance against Green Bay and, and to go beyond Green Bay, they need great plays from Victor Cruz, but they're going to need great plays. From Hakeem next, they're going to need great plays from Mario Manningham, Jake Ballard, and these other players. And these other components got into the game plan. It wasn't Victor Cruz. Victor had had a very important pass in this game, but it really was it was really the other two wide receivers that stole the show more than he did this week. And that's a good thing for the Giants. Yeah, and when you expose all these elements like the Giant, all these uh, these weapons like the Giants did, uh, you know, on Sunday. It just looks like it just gives more headaches for the opposing defensive coordinators to worry about, and I was very happy that they got Jake Ballard into the game early because, you know, that's one thing teams didn't have to worry about the last couple of weeks was the tight end position because he was hurt. And when you see Jake Ballard make a nice catch, 
you know, in the, in, the, in the beginning of the game, that's just one other thing for the defensive uh, coordinator on Atlanta to worry about, the other players. And then also, I, I love what Eli did a couple of weeks ago, throwing, you know, I think three or four passes to Henry Hanowski and throwing some passes to the running backs in the flat, which we really talked about last week in our review of the Dallas game. So, you know, I mean, you know, like I said, if there's more things you have the defensive coordinators in this game worrying about, I think it's better because you really can't concentrate on one area because it looks like, you know, Victor Cruz doesn't get you, Hakeem Nix will, and if Hakeem Nix doesn't get you, then it's going to be Mario Manningham, and, and it's just a wonderful offense to watch right now, and, 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 and you, we've never had these big plays with the Giants. I mean, we've had, we've had steady plays from receivers like Amani Toomer and Steve Smith and, you know, you go back to guys like Mark Bavaro, but you never had guys that can do, you know, things after the catch like these dynamic wide receivers can do on the Giants now, and it's a great, it's a great element to have. And also I wanted to bring up something that I heard Joe Buck and Troy Aikman talk about, and we maybe talked about it a week before on how in the third quarter some people thought that Kevin Gilbride and the offense got a little conservative and really didn't go for the jugular against Dallas and kind of let Dallas get in, back into the game within one touchdown. Well, they said they talked to Gilbert during the week, and he was aware of that, and it really looked like the Giants were much more aggressive in the third quarter in this game, and I love the 30-yard touchdown pass to Mario Manningham. It was a thing of beauty, so it was nice to see at least the coordinators recognizing that us some fans are noticing some things, and it just looks like it's not getting overlooked, and we love the fact when they put the foot on the gas pedal and they keep the aggression. Yeah, and it, when, when the play calls work, it, you know the, the coordinator always looks great, and when they don't don't work, he, you know everyone's calling for his head. I agree. I, you know, it was I thought one of the best drives of the second half was one that they didn't even score on. It was the Giants had gone up twenty-four to two, and for all intents and purposes, the game's really over. But there's still the bulk of the fourth quarter was still there, and you just don't want to give the other team any hope. You just you you want to you want to get. The defense keep the defense our defense off the field, and you want to burn clock. And they put together a six-minute drive, and it wasn't just all runs. There were some beautiful runs there. Some of Brandon Jacobs' best runs of the day were on that on that drive where he was just just running over people up up the middle between tackles. But they you know they 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 passed um, Mario Manningham a couple of times on third down to keep the drive alive, and they really did get in the field goal position and unfortunately missed that field goal, but they took six minutes off the clock and when that drive was over the game the game was basically over and and that that's the kind of thing that you like to see it's 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 the scoring drives too, but it's also putting the game away and and keeping your defense off the field and 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 putting it away and I thought that was great. And and in the second half, the um, the, the the drive that you you were talking about, the, the one that put them up twenty four to two, that that was that was aggressive play calling at the end there. I think that the touchdown actually came on first down. And again, you know, you, you might think about running some time off the clock there, but they, they went for it and they they did the same thing at the end of the at the end of the game. Um, the previous week too, when they got in the red zone and it was first and goal, they th- they threw and they threw a touchdown the Knicks and and really iced that game too. So so they're 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 they they're playing aggressive and I think they know they need to do that in Green Bay. I hope you know whatever happens in Green Bay, fans don't get down on them for playing aggressive because they they know they're going to have to do that in Green Bay. And when you are aggressive, it's riskier football. And, you know, bad things can happen, but if you can't play timid in games like this, 
and and I expect to see the same in Green Bay. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be very aggressive, even if they do happen to have the lead, because they know that they're going to, that there's gonna be a lot of points scored. Yeah, and it's been a wonderful couple of weeks for Giant fans, and it was especially nice to see them have a strong showing in the playoffs. Uh, something they haven't had since they went to the Super Bowl back in 2000. So I think fans were really, really, really happy about what they saw against the Cowboys and even against the Jets, given it was on the other sideline. But uh, they're playing well in their in their home stadium now, and they get that first win in their home stadium. And it's, it's off to Lambeau Field, and it's the game that everybody's waiting for, and it's the Giants and Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers has been pretty quiet now this last month, is, is going to be right there, center stage. And uh, we're going to come right back and talk about this game. It's Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Callow, Eric Kennedy. Come back with us, folks. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back, everyone. Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website, the number one Giants fan message board on the web. And all the talk this week is about the Green Bay Packers and a lot of confidence coming out of the Giants. And Jason Pierre-Paul declaring that we're going to win this game. And I like hearing that as a fan. I mean, I don't expect my team to go into a game and say, well, we're expecting to lose this game. And if you stand by it like the Giants did last week, and basically it brings me back to the 2007 season. I hate keep, you know, keep bringing up that season, but it looked like the Giants players were much more confident than Giant fans that year. And they never, they, you know, they had whatever challenge was in front of them, whether it be going to an icy Green Bay or going against the greatest team in football and the, and the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, you heard a great confidence out of the Giant players, and you're hearing a lot of similarities because you do have some of those same players going into Lambeau. But, you know, this is a spot where Aaron Rodgers has been very quiet this last month, and it kind of scares me because he's the type of player that would want to just get out there and show you, hey, don't forget about me. I know you guys have been talking about Drew Brees this last month, and I know after we blew our undefeated season nobody's been paying attention, but I tell you, Eric, he's the kind of guy that will show you on that first drive that he's back. Yeah, and he, you know, everyone's been talking about Brees. Everyone's been talking about Tim Tebow and some of these other quarterbacks for the reasons that you just mentioned, but we're talking about a guy who's thrown for 45 touchdown passes and only six interceptions and completing 68% of his passes. And um, when he's not killing you with, with his arm, you've got to watch out for his scrambling ability because he can move around outside of the pocket. Just when you think you've got him sacked, he'll get away from you. He can extend the play, still throw it, or he can do what he did against the Giants in, in the last Giants-Packers uh, um, game, and that's run the football and keep drives alive. And he was the leading rusher in the last game. He had 32 yards. And a couple of his runs were, were, were critical in that game to, to help the Packers out. So he's a real weapon. He deserves all the, all the uh, accolades that he's getting right now. He's a tremendous player. He's obviously one of the top, if not the top, quarterback in the NFL. I think the, the, the one thing that we hope that the Giants have going for them with him this week is he hasn't played in three weeks because they sat him down in the last game. And then they had the bye of bye week, of course. So I'm hoping, you know, I don't expect him to be terribly rusty, but maybe if he misses a throw, one or two throws, that means one or two drives that 
that stall or end in a field goal instead of a touchdown. And so that that's something to keep in mind. But he he's a tremendous player. As for your your comment about JPP and him making that statement, you know, that it's it's funny with this team because there are a lot of key guys still left over up from this team from 2007, but there, but but much of this team wasn't there then, or even in the 2008 season. For instance, all the wide receivers. This was their first playoff game was last week, and you've got a sprinkling of guys from that old team on offense and defense. But there's a, there's a whole new cast of characters here, so it, it's funny that some this confidence that you hear from Montrell Roll, you hear from JPP, and. These are new giants, but I, I think you're right. I think you have to have that confidence in the playoffs, and they certainly. I, I don't. I don't see it as sort of false bravado here. It doesn't seem to me like that they they're talking a big game because they're trying to build build themselves up because they're afraid. I think they really think that they can go into Green Bay and, and beat this team. So I don't have any problem as long as is you know they don't keep beating that over and over again. And I think J, JPP all he said is. Hey, we think we can we can beat these guys, and I, I don't say see anything wrong with that. Sure, and and my feeling is is that you know the excitement's going to be there with the Lambo and, and fans, and and Aaron Rodgers is going to be itching to get in there and and show everybody that you know you shouldn't forget about him. So I think if the Giants could survive the early the early attacks from Green Bay and especially their offense, because I think Green Bay is going to attack very early in this game. And they're going to want to get a lead, and Aaron Rodgers is going to want to go out there and show people, you know, what he has. Because uh, you know, if if you're forgotten about the last month, the first thing you want to do is you want to get out there and you want to want to remind this team that had a game last week. That look, I'm not rusty. I'm in here. Don't forget what I did during the season, and don't forget we were, you know, we we only lost one game and we won the Super Bowl last year. So he's had a magnificent season. And I just think the key for the Giants would be is just. You know, play a steady first quarter and even keep it close maybe till halftime. And I, I just think, you know, I love the aggression with the Giants the last couple of weeks, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, and I really like how they played in the second half uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm hoping the Giants start out the game early and they are aggressive. And I, and I really think the running game is going to have a terrific week this week. I don't know why I have that feeling, but I love what I saw in the running game last week. I love what I saw in Jacobs' running style last week. And I just think the colder it gets out there, you know, it feeds right into the Giants' running game because Ahmad Bradshaw is another guy that will run straight on and hit you in the face. And Brandon Jacobs is a guy that every defensive back in the league doesn't want to tackle. So I think it's really going to work for the Giants if it's a cold day and, and, it, and it is the icy Lambeau conditions. Yeah, I think you're dead on. I think the key here is not to let the game get away, get out of hand early because every team in the NFL wants to get up on another team and, and, and put the other team out of the game early, and the Packers are no different. But what makes the difference with the Packers is they can actually do it. They they can suck the life right out of you, and we saw that last year when the Giants went to Green Bay, and the Giants did sort of claw back into that game at times, but they really got out of hand, and that's what you don't want to see because in that game the score got so out of hand that Eli just started throwing the ball up for grabs. I think the key is exactly what you said. I think they just don't want to get more than 10 points behind early. I think they want to try to, they, if they can keep it close, if they can keep it close by halftime going into the third and the fourth quarters, I think they've got a real shot at this thing. The key is to survive the early storm, and what they've got to do is one of two things or both. 
They've got to score more points than they've been doing in in the first half of games this year. They scored a lot in the second Dallas game, and they scored in the first Green Bay game. But they've had trouble scoring points in the first half, including last week. They can't do that unless somehow miraculously the defense also keeps Green Bay from scoring a lot of points in the first half. So keep the game close. Keep it within 10 points. Um, either, or, you know, it, 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 if the Giants are above, uh, you know, winning the game or tied, that's even better. But I think if they can get into the fourth quarter and it's close, that's where the Giants, I think, they've got a real shot at this thing. So just don't let it get out of hand. And it's just so eerie, the similarities between you know, this run right now and the run of four years ago, only because it sets up where they did lose to all three of these remaining teams in the NFC during the regular season, and although they didn't play the Atlanta Falcons, you know, it was that first playoff game that we they kind of thought they were going to win, and now you get thrown right into the toughest situation like they did against Dallas. And if I remember correctly, I think they were losing almost every every one of those games at halftime uh, during that run, or, or it was close. So, you know, I'm just I, – Eli and the offense are, are the type of team where unless you're down by – you know, more than two touchdowns in the second half, I feel very confident with Eli Manning and this team leading them, you know, to, to at least tie the game or to take the lead. And, and, and you know, you just – I'm with you. You don't want it to get too far away from you. But as much as our fans here sit back and we admire the Green Bay defense and everything that they can do, that's why I go back to the confidence that the Giants defense is showing now where – you know, you don't want to say, oh, if we're behind this many points, the offense. The defense is playing right now as if we're not going to give up the 21 points everybody thinks we're going to give up. We're not going to give right. up the 14 points. And I like hearing that. I like seeing that. It just, you know, you just saw the defense. You know, it was a fourth down stop, and you just see the emotion and, and Justin Tuck looking like, you know, well, Justin Tuck and, and not, not looking with his head down and, what was me and just I would rather hear confidence out of his voice than what I heard early in the season, which was an I don't know kind of attitude. I don't know what's wrong. And you don't see the defensive back standing around with their hands on their hips after a big play. You know, you get a big play against the Giants, you know, you get back in the huddle and you look, the Giants held these guys to third down this week, the Atlanta Falcons a couple of times and Atlanta easily went for a very very close fourth downs and the Giants defense came up huge. And I'm not saying it would have been the end of the world in the second half if Atlanta had converted some of those. So the Giants' defense could have got a little lax a little there, but they were very aggressive. And even though the sacks weren't there, I just love the fact that they had Matt Ryan at the end of the day just, you know, looking over his shoulder. And I'm hoping that that's the same kind of attitude against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and they've got to, they've got to keep their heads up because Aaron Rodgers is going to score. They are going to go 80 yards and they're at some point score a touchdown, and they're going to put points up on the board, and there's going to be adversity in this game. And this is where we're going to find out, is, is this team like the 2017? Do they keep their heads up in the ball game when adversity strikes and they say, forget about it, when we get back out on the field, we're getting the ball back. And that's what they've got to do. And the thing that about this matchup, this time around, just remember last time the Packers put up 38 points, uh, and the Giants had tied the game at 35-35, and they couldn't even hold that in 58 seconds. The Packers went down and kicked the game-winning field goal. But Tuck wasn't Tuck at that point. Umanura wasn't playing. Kenny Phillips was out of the game because he had gotten hurt. 
Chase Blackburn had just been signed off the street, and he wasn't in football shape. Michael Boley was still uh, he was playing, but he had just come back from an injury. Um, the defensive line wasn't playing the way it was. The linebackers weren't playing the way they were they are now, and, and the secondary isn't playing the way it was then. You had guys like uh, Will Blackman covering Jordy Nelson in that game late in the game. So it's a different defense. They should play better this week. And I think that one of the huge keys in this game is going to be is this, is one of the, the big difference makers in the game, in the earlier game, was Eli got intercepted and the Packers returned it for a touchdown. The Giants can reverse that, and if somebody can make a, get a pick or a fumble recovery and set up, set up the offense or even better score, if the defense can score, that could be the difference maker in this game, and I think they can do that. You know, it would be just—it would be great to see if this is. You know, we—I think we all sense that JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, is is just scratching the surface here. And if he doesn't get hurt, knock on wood, he has the ability to, to, to be really become a, a real special football player. Wouldn't this be great if this is one of those games where a signature game for him that, you know, the whole country's watching and he just takes over the game like he did down in Dallas and, and he makes plays that just, just, just take over this game and, and, and it, you know, sacks or, or maybe a turnover or something like that. That's the kind of thing that they need this week, and they can do it. They're just going to have to keep their heads up and keep believing in themselves because, as you mentioned, in 2007, in all those games, and all those playoff games, the Giants were behind in all those games, even the Tampa game, and the Giants had to come back and win those games, and they've got to have that same kind of resilience. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, as a Giant fan, I'm loving what I see the last couple of weeks, and I'm really loving the enthusiasm, and I'm loving the intensity, and I'm really loving, you know, what I'm seeing out of the coaching staff and and out of Eli, uh, the defense, offense, everywhere. I mean, really, it's been a great, it's been a great couple of weeks as a Giant fan, and uh, you know what, Tom Coughlin is, is is a fantastic coach, and I like him a lot, but. I'm going to give my vote for Coach of the Year to Rex Ryan because he lit a spark under the Giants' butt. And I think after they walked off that field that day against the Jets, I thought that was the turning point. That's where they got the confidence. I really do. I believe it came from that game and walking down at Christmas Eve, uh, you know, waiting for Santa Claus to come that, that, that night. I think it was Rex Ryan and beating the Jets that gave this team the, the turnaround this year. So, We'll see, and uh, Eric, you like their chances on huh, Sunday? Yeah, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win this game, and 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 I just, I just, I, you can feel the confidence in this team, and I, I hope I'm right, but I just, I just sense that they've got something going here, and I, I, I don't think they're ready to to go home yet. Well, let's hope that that's what happens with the Giants, and let's hope we're talking about another playoff game next week, either against San Francisco or New Orleans. Let's take it one game at a time, and. Giant fans, you really have to be happy about what you saw so far, and we'll see. I'm so excited. I can't wait till Sunday at 4.30, and uh, every Giant fan should stay true and stay blue because their team is really playing their hearts out for you these last couple weeks. So until next week, folks, stay with us on Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Keep coming back to YesNetwork.com for all of your football needs. For Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy, we'll see you next week, folks. Go Blue!